0: Hey, this is Eddie. And this is Miguel. And you're listening to the God Life Culture Podcast.
1: Yes, we're so excited. Another week, another podcast, another great conversation. How you doing, Eddie?
0: Doing really great. Uh, I just, First of all, before anything, I just want to give a, a shout out to everyone that's been listening to us um, as we have embarked on this journey of uh, doing this podcast. I also, if there's anybody out there that is a new listener, welcome. Welcome and joining us to God Life Culture Podcast. Uh, it's a platform uh, that God has given us to share our thoughts, opinions about things that are happening in the real world, things that are happening within the church and just things that we're going through uh, within ourselves. Uh, Today, I had a really good day, really busy, you know, doing things uh, that you have to do at home. You know, you have your responsibilities, but and the drive in here uh, today to record this episode, I had one of those. I don't know if you ever have that where you're just in the car, you're reflecting, uh, you have like good music going on, worship music going on in the background. And you start to have like the Jesus moment, uh, where, you know, you enter into this like conversation with the Lord and you, uh, start to feel his presence and you start to reflect on like the awesome things that he's done in your life. Uh, and you know, I think those are really important moments that we're able to have that are individual time. You know, the moment where you're by yourself, there's no one there there's no one looking at you and you can just have an honest conversation with god um and those are like therapy sessions that you go through uh just to um clear your mind or maybe like uh help you make certain decisions that you need to make in your life i don't know if
1: you've ever had that experience happen to you or not but all the time i think those are moments where god proves himself to be real in the everyday little things you know, the, those moments where it's not a church service. Yeah. It's not, you know, no one's laying hands on you. It's not mm-hmm. a preacher, but it's just God in your car, in yes. your room, you know, making himself real in your life. And I think those are moments that truly sustain us
0: and keep us going. Yeah, you know? that's, those are moments that uh, clearly if you had a, a second of you know a waiver uh in your faith of whether god is real or not or whether what you're doing um is making any difference in your life like those are moments that like kind of reconfirms that for you that yes we're serving a living god we're serving a god that is there for us we're serving a God that is aware of what we're going through in our life and takes out of his time to just you know even if it's a two second visit that he's doing that's an important two seconds that's going to carry you on for a long time as well So,
1: what's new with you? Yes, well, this week I released my second poetry album, I Didn't Die. I am so excited that it's finally available. I had a release concert um, over the weekend and that went great. And I mean, it's just a great feeling to have it completely done, to have it in people's hands, to have it in my hand. And not only did I release the album, I also released a book that accompanies the album as well. So it's a different feeling, you know, when you're releasing two things like that at the same time, it's something new, you know, that I embarked on. It was a challenge, but... Again, having the finished product in your hands, having the finished product in other people's hands and just having them listen to mm-hmm. everything I had to say and the things that I've been through and what I know God gave me. It's such an overwhelming and exciting feeling.
0: Absolutely. Now, we definitely need you to give us a little background on what the process was like second time around, because um, you already released the project. Um what was it, like two years ago? Yes, in 2016, uh, 2016. I Know What I Speak Of. I Know What I Speak Of, and now we have I Didn't Die. Why I Didn't Die?
1: Well, to answer the first part, the, the process of this, after uh, releasing I Know What I Speak Of and performing them live and going out there in 2016, um, all of 2016 and 17, I kind of focused on that project. And like all things, you grow, you learn And I believe that that first project, God allowed me to learn and to kind of just be introduced to many different things, being introduced to doing ministry on my own, you know, um, and being used to just having to be independent, spending my own time with God, you know, relying on Him to be my strength and relying on Him to teach me these things. And there comes a point in doing all of that, that you feel like you have something else to say. And Mm -hmm. that's what I was starting to feel. And I was feeling that I had more things that I wanted to share. I felt like God was giving me new ideas. And and just I felt like it was time to start working on a new project. So I actually released Compromise. That yeah. was the first poem that I released from this new album. And I released that in June of 2017. And at the time I released Compromise, it really wasn't um a part of the album i could say at that time it was just one poem that i did and -hmm. the difference was the reason why i wanted to release it i had written the poem a few months prior early 2017 and i wanted to do things differently i wanted to actually go and record in a studio i wanted there to be live music i wanted just a better quality sound than what i did before my first project most of it was done in my church in a closet that's where i've recorded all my vocals the pastor's Um, office closet the pastor's office closet yeah my dad's (laughs) closet in the office and it was done in there the all the instruments and sounds that you hear not all of it was live only live instruments that you heard was the violin on i speak and the guitars on mercy and walls Mm. so everything else was computer sounds and just loops and different things like that so i wanted to challenge myself a little bit more to use live music to just make it a little bit better yeah so that's what i did with compromise that was the first time i went into the studio to actually record vocals in there i got um you know live music my brother was on the drums uh one of my friends evan was on the piano i had uh steven burgos from philadelphia he is a guitarist he did the guitar leads on that And I mean, it was a great experience. And after that, I knew that everything I did had to be just like that. I needed to do it in a studio. I needed to use live music. I just think there's a different sound and a different impact when you do that
0: and I think that the process is also different like maybe did you uh, feel that you were able to change things or maybe you had uh, any like minute like inspirations that happened during the process that you maybe weren't thinking about but once you had everyone there live music happening you know maybe things changed
1: yeah well we didn't record it live when I say record it live we weren't all together recording at the same time they recorded their parts first and then I would come in last to record the vocals. But there is a difference when you are in the studio, when you're in a booth like that. Yeah. Um, there's a different feeling that comes over you. And I experienced that for the first time, just having that moment where you're in a room by yourself, there's a microphone in front of you and you're getting ready to recite this new poem and just a new message. You know, it's a feeling of like nervousness at the same time, excitement and just, I realize that this is a platform that God has given me. It's a gift. And I feel so responsible for the things I say. Hmm. So I always want to make sure I'm saying things the right way. I'm expressing myself correctly. I'm giving the right message. So it's also very overwhelming and there is pressure in yes. that. But in the creative process, that's where all of those ideas started flowing. So before recording in the studio, we would meet and we met for a few weeks prior to that recording session for Compromise. And we would you know, perform the poem live. I would have them all playing at the same time. I was there. And that's where I would actually get different lyrics. I would get some new lyrics that I didn't write before. So that's where creatively more things started coming. By the time I got to the studio to record, I had a pretty good idea of what I wanted to say.
0: Now, I'll pose the question again. Why name your
1: project, I Didn't Die? Right. Well, I Didn't Die, First, um, after releasing Compromise, I released it over the summer during uh, 2017. I got the title, I Didn't Die, just came to me. I was randomly, um, I don't even remember what I was doing, but I know I wasn't thinking about anything. Just the words came, I didn't die. I wrote it down, put it away, and then I started uh, writing, you know other stuff in the next few months and just you know getting certain poems together and poems that had written earlier in 2017 and I realized that I didn't die it wasn't just a title it wasn't just a phrase that I wrote down but it was actually what I was experiencing what I was feeling what I was going through in that year or since I released the first project Mm -hmm. and You know for me i know what i speak of was great it was personal again it was um basically saying in order for me to share a message i have to be able to live it express it all those things but i didn't die for me is something that i think the messages transcend a little bit more and go a little bit deeper and personal into my life and into things that i think people within the church can relate to so i didn't die for me It was just a title at first, and then I realized it connected to what I was going through. After a while of traveling, going to so many different events, so many different churches, so many different, you know, being in front of different audiences and just working so hard for people to hear the message you have and just pushing through. I believe that when God takes you to different levels and different opportunities and opens these doors, the attacks just get bigger. The battles get, you know, more intense. And for me, that happened. Mm. I felt that there came a point where it was so easy for me to encourage someone to listen to what I had to say. It was so easy for me to convince people that what I was saying was so true and so passionate for me when I was maybe feeling super tired and exhausted. Mm -hmm. It was easy for me to just get up and share a poem and know that I have not or talk to God at all today? How could I be okay with this? And there's a sense of spiritual apathy and a spiritual tiredness and exhaustion that comes when you rely on your own strength. Mm-hmm. And for that year and a half, I could say that I was not relying on God's strength all the way through. And there were many moments, many challenges, many obstacles I faced that could have killed me. And to me, it's not a physical death, but more of a spiritual death. Yeah. So when I say I didn't die, it's because in the process that I was going through, there were so many things that came against me. There were so many things I had to face and confront that could have led to Mm -hmm. my spiritual death and downfall if I let it. Yeah.
0: Um, You, at the same time of launching this um, spoken word production, You're also launching your book under the same title. I didn't die. Um, I'm just going to read the back of the book. I I don't know what it's called. When the back of it's not like an episode. The back of the book. The back of the book. (laughs) And it says uh, Miguel's debut book, "I Didn't Die: A Journey Back to Life," takes the reader on a journey from death and sin to life and freedom in Christ. Each chapter is filled with a powerful devotional and insight into what inspired Miguel to write that specific poem. Each chapter ends with Bible verses related to the poem, reflection, questions that challenge the reader to think about the condition of their spiritual life and the short prayer, allowing the reader to have quiet time with God. Now, this is your second time around uh, launching a spoken word album, but this is your first book that is being released out into the world. How is that different? Like are do you, are you going through different emotions? It's a different feeling, different worries. Uh like like explain how that whole thing feels like.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a completely different feeling. It's a completely different um emotion that I'm going through. It's definitely I feel accomplished, I feel fulfilled, I feel like my hard work has paid off and It's a totally different feeling, I guess, than releasing an album. I have to say, I think it's a little bit more I feel a little more nerves. Mm. I feel a little more nervous, you know, uh, excited at the same time. But I think when I say a poem and I put it on an album, it's not just my voice. There are other elements in there. I uh, am speaking truth experiences, especially on this album. I'm speaking things that I've been through, emotions I've been dealing with, battles I've had. But now when you go to write a book, you're not limited to a track that's four minutes long mm-hmm. or five minutes long. You kind of create your own frame and time frame and how long you want to spend on these topics. And I realized in writing it, if I'm talking in one of my poems about something I've been through, I can't just leave it there. I have yeah. to give more information and more background on it. And the point of this book is for the reader to go through the album and you know listen to the poem on the album and then come to the book to read the chapter that corresponds to that poem mm. it's one thing for you to read something and it's one thing for you to just listen to the words and a lot of times when you just listen to the words you can miss the message you can miss certain details but when you have the lyrics in front of you every poem on the album is actually written out in the book so you can actually follow along as you listen to the poem and you can follow along each word and you won't miss the message of the poem you know sometimes it gets lost in the music or just you know your mind just kind of goes elsewhere but you know so the book includes every poem written out and then background information what inspired me to write that poem what i was feeling what i was going through how this relates to you know everyone who's listening their life how it relates to us as christians and believers who struggle with these different things and then the each chapter ends with uh, verses and ends with reflection questions and this is something that was a big part of this album the goal for me for i didn't die is for people to ask themselves the hard questions mm-hmm. I believe there are times you get so caught up in the busyness of life in the busyness of ministry we get so caught up in our everyday life that we don't stop to reflect on how we are doing so we're super busy we're going here we're going there we're doing all of these things but are we really trusting in God to come through on what yeah. he said he's going to do are we really happy Are we really free from things that we're claiming to be free from? Are we really free from what happened in our past? Mm -hmm. Have we really let go of that betrayal that we've been through? Or are we still kind of sort of holding on to it? Are we fully over, you know, mistakes we've made? Or do those things still haunt us? Mm -hmm. So my goal with this album, throughout the album, every poem at least has one question that I ask in the poem, either I'm asking myself or the listener, the book Every chapter ends with five, six, seven questions for the reader to just listen, to sit there, think about their spiritual life. Think about the condition of their heart. Think about, you know, am I giving in to compromise? Am I seeking fame over God? What am I putting before God? You know, is God my life source? Or where am I getting my validation? Where am I getting my life from? Where am I getting my joy, my happiness? So these are all questions that I want to challenge the reader, challenge the listener to just ask themselves and truly reflect on the condition of their spiritual life. It's so easy to profess that we're Christians, we're more than conquerors, we're victorious, you know, we trust God, we have faith, but... Do you really have faith <laughs> you know are you really trusting in god yeah you know when no one is around and you don't have a microphone in front of you are you happy with yourself Are you know, do your actions align with what you speak, with what you say? And these are all questions that were coming to me that I was challenged with. And I want every listener and the reader to definitely ask themselves those same questions.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's really good. You're a reader. I'm a reader. And I can definitely say that sometimes uh, when you're reading either a fiction or nonfiction book, a self-help book, uh, sometimes when you get done with a really good chapter... You kind of take a couple of seconds or a couple of minutes and you stop and you reflect on the chapter, uh, whether it is that you reflect, uh, whether it is because it ended on a cliffhanger and you're like, oh, man, what's going to happen next? Or if it's because you're starting to evaluate, like, what would I have done in that same situation? So I think it's good uh, that you end each chapter with those questions because it kind of helps trigger that thought process for the reader where, you know, if you're speaking about compromise and maybe it gives them a time to reflect on how compromise, um, how, how compromise is affecting their life, if it is affecting our life, if they are compromising things that they shouldn't be compromising and what they can do uh, moving forward. So I think that would, that's a really good thing that you put at the end of that. Now, uh, not to put you on the spot, but could you share a little something uh, from your book so that those that are listening can be intrigued and go out and actually buy it?
1: Yeah, uh, one of the poems on the album and it's included in the book is called Damascus. and. Interesting enough, the story behind this poem—I had all of the lyrics done for um, most of the lyrics written down for this poem, and I knew that this poem, what I was writing, was going to be the transitional point in the album and in the book. So the first half of the of the album and the book is very dark, is going through these difficult times and emotions, and I literally take you on a journey from death to life and you know, starting from compromise and the middle. Now we end at Damascus. We we are at Damascus and I wanted the poem to reflect encounter because I believe that in these moments encounters, what changes you encounter, having an encounter with God and experience okay. with God is what helps you in this journey and helps you to reach freedom. And I didn't have a title. I didn't want it to be called encounter. And I remember, and I think I mentioned this on a podcast earlier about this shirt. I It was after work after school i went to chipotle (laughs) right i love chipotle (laughs) i went to chipotle and on my way back i was thinking about what i could title this poem and as i got to my car i was wearing a shirt that said damascus is the place of encounter and looking at the reflection you know of the shirt from my car i realized this poem is going to be called Damascus. damascus and in that moment i wrote it down and A few other lines came to me that definitely just contributed to that title and it made it all made sense. But in the book, I talk about how there are times that we're guilty of hiding behind a mask. We're guilty of hiding behind a mask of perfection, where we feel as if we have to always be at our game on 100. We always have to be okay, blessed and all of these different things. But there are moments where we're guilty of hiding behind a mask, not wanting to let anyone in. And one of the lines I say in this poem, when I end the poem, I say, because of my Damascus, the mask is no longer. Mm. So because of this place of encounter, because of this you know, situation that God brought me to, this place that God brought me to where I I had to confront the truth of my situation, that actually rescued me and I was able to drop the mask of perfection and the mask no longer exists. And um, so an excerpt from that chapter where I talk about it, it says, There are times where we are guilty of hiding behind the mask of perfection. We work so hard on hiding our struggles and the bad habits that seem to have dominion over our everyday lives. Maybe you are struggling with remaining pure with your boyfriend or girlfriend and find yourself constantly compromising and going too far. Maybe you are wrestling with depression and suicidal thoughts, but everyone around you thinks you are the most joyful person. They look at you and see the facade of happiness you display, but do not know the intense nights where your tears drench your pillow. Maybe you're battling with bitterness and resentment towards those who hurt you. Forgiveness seems so far away from your reach and the wounds seem like they will never heal. But in front of others, you know how to hide the pain. You know the exact things to say that will cause others to believe you are okay. You know the steps you have to take to deceive those around you from seeing the real you, the you that is broken and hurt, the you that cannot forgive and let go of the childhood traumas, the you that keeps bending to temptation and self-gratification, the you, That struggles with same-sex attractions you have mastered the art of hypocrisy so i talk about this idea of and i'm not reading from the book anymore (laughs) i I talk from this idea of just different masks that you put on and how we are so skillful at making it seem like we are okay Mm -hmm. we're so skillful at you know, showing others that we've got it all together, that, you know, we don't have any major issues in our lives. And we don't realize that in order to have a true encounter with God, we have to let go of that mask. We have to drop those masks that, you know, shield the hurt, that shield the pain. And all of that will eventually, once we drop that mask and surrender, it'll lead us to a place of encounter. And on this poem, on the album, I have, um, a violinist that's on it his name is emmanuel and i worked with him on my first project called i speak and he uh played the violin on this track and it's one of my favorite tracks it's a transitional point on the album again it's what happens you know when you encounter god what Mm. does that look like
0: awesome i think that's a really great point i think that one of the things that um i can i don't want to say vouch for but what i definitely walk away with uh Uh, every time i hear one of your tracks is the fact that you do speak about real issues real things that uh, we go through on this walk real things that uh, not even only that young people but that people in general face and i think that's a very important thing with the with the damascus track about these masks that people put on i can even attest to the fact of Uh, I I would consider myself a professional um, at a time in my life, professional at that at always putting up a front of everything. It's okay. I'm not going through anything and not allowing that vulnerability to happen because I was afraid of what other people were saying. But I was also at the same time not being vulnerable with the person I should be the most vulnerable with, which is God and how that affected me for a long time. Uh, So I think that's that's awesome. I think that the book looks great. I have the book in front of me. It looks awesome really good i can't wait to get my own copy uh to be able to read it from beginning to end where are the both the 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 cd the tracks the book how how can people get access to the where is it
1: available yeah you can uh the album's available on itunes amazon apple music spotify wherever you get your music from um you can go to uh, words by and you can order a physical copy if you like the physical copy uh the book you can also order on there you can order an ebook through amazon or kindle as well and um you know definitely if you just go to the website wordsbymiguel.com you could find all the links there and uh you know purchase it in whichever method that you listen to your music and um again my prayer is that just every track every message that you listen to that's on this album that you're uplifted you're encouraged and that you realize that you can find your way to life that was the whole point behind this project It is possible to live in freedom. It is possible to be free. It is possible to be on this journey back to life. God intended for us to be free. He intended for us not to live with the mask. He intended for us to have true freedom and not be a slave to the things that the enemy tries to use to keep us down. You know, so running quickly through the track list, you know, we start at compromise and then we go to conflicted, fame, tired, church, Damascus, Weeds, Identity, Mercy. I actually did a remix to the Mercy track that's really cool. And then we end at Life. And actually, Mercy and Life both include uh, my fiance on there, um, Yvonne. And I believe that this project, again, will take the listener, will take the reader on a journey of self reflection, self evaluation, and truly ask yourself Am I alive? Nice. Am I really alive? You know, am I just faking this whole thing? Am I slowly dying? Is apathy taking control? Am I just going through this as a routine? Going through this as, you know, just because this is all I know? Or Mm -hmm. am I really living the life God intended me to live? You know, and each of these poems bring that message. Um, The book, I talk about personal experiences. I talk about um, going through diabetes and, you know, what poem in this book related to that. I talk about battling with identity and not being sure of who I was. Um, I talk about experiences growing up in church, uh, battles that I went through um feeling um oppressed and insecure because there were certain people around me that were jealous that just kind of you know pushed me into a corner where they really uh made me insecure about who I was and how that affected me I talk about uh you know going and traveling with my poetry different testimonies I've heard along the way of people who have shared their stories with me and have opened up to me about, you know, things that they've been through. Obviously I don't share any names and things like that, but I share just how the words that I've shared and my stories have impacted them in some way. And I encourage other people to share their story and I encourage other people to not be afraid and be, and be bold and share those things that, you know, they're going through and things that they've been through. So again, um, I'm very excited about this. I know that god is going to uh you know definitely use this to minister to so many lives the album i didn't die the book i didn't die a journey back to life is available now um you can go download it stream it and order a physical copy a physical copy of the book the album and again my prayers that you're blessed by it that you're encouraged and that you evaluate your life and know that if you're still standing if your heart is still beating there's still life There's still hope. And the things that we go through, the battles with our flesh, the battle, you know, each and every day that we experience will not kill us.
0: Now, we know that our listeners are following us on social media at God Life Culture. But if somebody wanted to follow you on this journey with your poetry, your spoken word, where can they uh, find you at?
1: Yeah, you can uh, find me on Instagram at mpagan1 and uh, Twitter, Words by Miguel, and just Facebook. You can type in my name, Miguel Pagan. And um, if you go to the website, wordsbymiguel.com, you'll find all the links there. And you can, uh, again, purchase the albums and the book and just see what else um, I am doing. Awesome. We want to just
0: thank you for sharing this part
1: of your life with us.
0: Uh you know, for our listeners, they've been hearing you uh for a couple of weeks now and your insight and your opinions it was also good for them to know this also other side of you uh with your ministry and how God is using you also aside from God life culture, uh but also with your spoken word and your book and how you're reaching out to the souls and just being a servant overall. Uh we thank you for your for taking out of your time to be here with us every week uh and just, you know, sharing your thoughts and your opinions—that's yep, uh, what su- it's all about. We're super proud of you as your friend, someone that I've known, uh, someone that's known you for many, many years. Super proud of what you've done so far. Can't wait to see what you're going to continue to do because this is just the beginning. This is your second project with Spoken Word. This is your first book, and it's only up from here. Uh, so continue the good work and for those of you that are listening uh, if you have any questions for Miguel if you have any questions uh for me or any questions in reference to spoken word and how maybe to get started with a book or whatever please reach out to us uh to godlifeculture at gmail.com uh you could also reach out to us on our instagram at godlifeculture um and we're here for you and I know Miguel will be willing to answer any questions in reference to that
1: yeah definitely and um I actually want to play one of the tracks we can you know, oh yeah, play nice. one of the tracks and um, this is actually one of my favorite tracks on it. It's called Life it's the last track, and it's featuring uh, my fiancé, Yvonne Perez, um, soon being Pagan. And um, <laughs> I just pray that, you know, you're blessed by it and go out and get the album, get the full experience.
0: All right. So we're going to close off this episode, but stay tuned because the track is going to play on at the end. I want to thank you once again for tuning in to God Life Culture. That's God, God Life, life culture. culture. Until next time, and here's the track.
1: Life. I questioned if I would remain a desert dweller, seeking answers in caves, searching tirelessly in caverns for a name. I would ask myself if I was too lost, too dirty, too comfortable with this desert to ever leave. I would even envision the day my feet would finally rest, The moment my heart would beat in harmony I would feel the tears of joy streaming down my face But wake to the sound of bones colliding From the skeletons of those who lost the fight Will these bones live? This question coiled deep within me. Only you know was my response. But with every fainting heartbeat came determination to fight my way to life. With every fading breath came a focus to rise. Every step brought clarity. How did I survive? I tasted your goodness and realized I had been starving. The cat your love is invading these walls breaking through this heart battered and bruised abused and confused shattered and infused with pain but you are my remedy your love is not plagiarized it's not a cut and paste copy of a mistake there is no need for spell check for there is no error to detect it's original and genuine gently lifting me from the mess I'm in aggressively healing me with your divine medicine but still a gentleman you knocked and I let you in, for your character never changes. You gave your life for a sinner like me in a beautiful exchange each and every day, literally loving the hell out of me. Your peace collides with my pieces and piece by piece you put me back together again. Your love, the antidote that cleanses the poison from my mind where brokenness is a simple memory, a chapter in my story, something I leave behind. But today you write on a new page. You introduce tranquility to my chaos. My heart is finally at ease for you never cease to amaze me. You have cured the curse that tried to reign over me. now free to think beyond the limits of insecurity my eyes able to see past the distorted views of hope my lungs able to breathe life breathe joy my heart is now whole I am ready for what my future holds your peace increases by the second my purpose is now alive and you are my reason for breathing for sin tried to kill me but I didn't die
2: YEAH!